You are listening to the Living the Life of Kylie podcast with your host, Kylie Ria. Thank you for tuning in. Hello there. Thank you very much for joining. You are listening to Kylie Ria, and this is the Living the Life of Kylie podcast, an eclectic mix. Um, it's been a little while since I've done a podcast, and I thought I would um, really do one on my own for the moment just to give a bit of an update on um, perhaps my ADHD journey, how it's been going so far. Um, it's been a bit of a bumpy ride, if I'm entirely honest with you. Um, so I'll, I'll talk a bit about that um, and sort of just give you a bit of an overview as to what we've got coming up over the next few weeks. Um, we have got some amazing uh, guests on, which I'm so, so excited about. And these are all people who I personally hold in really high regard um, and I know that you guys will absolutely love everything that they've got to say as well so I will be unveiling everything all to you very very shortly. I've upgraded my pen, this pen doesn't have a click uh, so I, I'm borrowing Arnie's rainbow that I actually got for him. Um, I didn't actually realise I fidgeted as much as I do um, but I, I, it turns out I definitely do. So this is going to be um, you know, while you're listening to me, while you are perhaps watching on YouTube or on the uh, Instagram reels, if you see me looking down, this is what I'm playing with. OK, so thank you so much. Um, in relation to my ADHD journey, um, I think the last time I gave an update, I was just about to start maybe my second course of medication. So I was on the 30 milligrams um, of Elvancy, which didn't even touch the sides it for me it was it was absolutely pointless it was like taking a vitamin tablet I didn't notice any difference um they then upped me to 40 milligrams and I started to feel a little bit more in control um you know I felt a little bit more calm in my head um I didn't feel so busy and frantic and chaotic and mad and desperately needing to rush and you know wait you know, it's hard to explain um, to someone who perhaps doesn't have ADHD or those manic, frantic, you know, mindset moments. But when you are, you know, washing up or you're, you're getting the, the kids school uniform ready or you're already thinking four or five steps ahead of yourself, because otherwise, if you don't think about it, then then you'll forget about it. So you're constantly thinking four or five different steps ahead of you. And that started to really quieten down um, while I was on the 40s. So when we had the uh, review, again, she was like, OK, you are getting there, but you're it's, it's not quite there yet. You know, so um, she's up to me to 50. So um, that's fun. Uh, I'm not noticing any side effects. So when I had um, the initial side effects, it was like, um, the, you know, the racing heartbeat and the um sort of dry mouth and like a bit of a headache. I haven't really noticed anything to, to that degree, but I did have a really, really bad adverse reaction uh, to the medication once I changed and went up, um, which was, I think my body just went into shock and it was just all over the place. Um, heart rate through the roof, blood pressure, um, sickness. And that, that took me a little while to realise that it's probably because I had a break between doing the 40s going up to the 50s. There was a very small interlude between being able to get the medication because there was a shortage and stuff like this. So that was quite difficult to manage. It only lasted a very brief moment. Well, it wasn't a brief moment. It was it was across a weekend. But 
in the grand scheme of things, everything has started to level out. One thing I did notice, um, which I have, of course, been advised against, but this is me. When do I ever listen? Um, they, they said you really need to not be taking these uh, tablets with any alcohol she said to me initially once you um, know that you're going to be going out for a night out just don't take your tablet in the morning uh, give it like a full 24 hours and then don't take you know your following morning medication so in my mind I thought that meant yeah go for it don't worry about it you're fine that's not the case and I actually realized that the reason why my medication perhaps wasn't working as much as it should have been is it, it's all my fault it's all entirely my fault because I was carrying on perhaps having a drink there having a drink here and you know drinking on on my own as well so I was clicking back into those old habits and not really giving myself the um probably what what I want to say is I'm not giving myself the respect the self-respect that I deserve by actually allowing myself to say right Kylie you need to really give this your all you can't be sitting there going oh, that's right i'll just give this a dab one if it doesn't work out don't worry about it this is actually your life this isn't something that you can just click in and click out from it's not you starting a, a college course and dropping out again and thinking oh don't worry about it it's fine this is actually mental health physical health as well which is having that impact um so i had a bit of a word with myself and i am i'm very happy in the fact that i know that it's, it's just simply not it's simply not possible um she was saying you know that the risks of heart attacks and strokes and all of this is so much higher because i'm it's an illegal substance that they are prescribing amphetamines now when they initially said that to me it blew my mind i was thinking well i, I need slowing down surely i don't need picking back up but i believe that the dopamine levels must raise significantly as a result of having that medication inside your system so while that's raising the alcohol is doing this and trying to bring me back down plus i'm on the antidepressants as well so that's all having a so i was all over the place and it really was horrendous it really started having a negative impact on my life in that i i couldn't think i couldn't do i couldn't be i couldn't communicate and, and I started going inwards and I just I just couldn't even do anything. And the ADHD paralysis is so, so real and so impactful that I noticed that the more and more I kept thinking, God, I need to do that. God, I need to do that. God, I need to do that. And the more that I knew I wasn't doing it, the bigger and bigger this sort of mountain became. And it just got worse and worse um, to the point where I'd be talking to myself and saying, you are stronger than this. You are better than this you can beat this you you decide what happens not not the thoughts in your mind and i really tried to pull myself out of that and i, I thought right after i've had this shower i'm going to do exactly what i need to do it's not that hard just sit down and do it nah nope you could you could have said to me there is a million pounds there kylie in that envelope it's ready to go it's yours just do what you need to do just do it now just go on do it right now it, it no you would have had more luck of me jumping out of an aeroplane than doing the, the, the task list that I needed to do. And the only thing I can actually relate that to is perhaps because 
I wasn't taking the medication as I should have been, um, which obviously I'm correcting now and I'm really seeing the, the differences and the benefits of actually leaning, leading a clean life, leading a, you know, I'm exercising. I think last week I did 32 miles walking all the dogs. Um, I haven't been able to do quite as many this week, but that's because the snow was there and it's very cold. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sort of reaching those, those milestones, uh, in relation to that but I think my personal milestones are starting to click in again which is good I'm, I'm really happy with that um it's it's sort of brought me to a point where I'm I am never ever wanting to feel like that again even though I was on medication even though I was sort of well within my ADHD journey you know I shouldn't be you know still feeling like this this is something that old Kylie would have had to have dealt with but old Kylie never ever ever felt the way I felt Ever. I mean, it's easy for me to say, oh, you know, I'd put stuff off and, you know, I'd, I'd forget deadlines and I wouldn't be able to do this and, you know, things like that. That I think is pretty standard. You know, I can work with that and I can excuse that. But my reasoning for the way that I was and the way that my life was almost spiralling was my own doing. I wasn't respecting the medication enough. I wasn't um, I wasn't giving myself the chance to actually make a go of this. And again, that's entirely my own fault. Um, external factors, I had the really, like the worst flu in the history of man. I don't think I've ever felt so unwell. So there was that. Um, my parents were away in New Zealand, which, you know, most people blow. Well, oh, why does that matter? But I have such a strong relationship with my parents in that I can go to them and say, oh my God, please help me, or I need to do this, or I need to do that. And they are always on, on hand. Um, they weren't there. So when I'd come downstairs and I could barely stand up and Arnie, bless him, it was the Tuesday before half term. They broke up on the Friday. So I started feeling unwell on that Tuesday um, and it kicked in in the evening. And I thought, oh, here we go. Here we go. It's starting. This is the flu. I can feel it. You know, when you go to bed and you're freezing cold, your bones are like ice. But then you're, you're really boiling. Like my eyelids were sweating. It was just insane sweaty eyelids sweaty backs of the knees freezing cold body very very confusing but on the wednesday i felt right as rain again not a problem i was like oh that's weird oh, i must have got away with it really nicely the wednesday thursday friday saturday for a week thereafter poor arnie i would be in bed i would be so unwell he'd be laying next to me on his ipad i'd be able to make him like a little snack offering please please eat this because i can't do anything else so he was able to do that but then he'd be like, it's OK, mummy, like you, you just rest. I know you're not feeling well. And and it affected him by seeing me so unwell. Normally I can get through it and mask. Of course, I can mask my way through life. I can pretend that I'm not feeling really awful unless it's sickness, in which case, you know, pass me the bucket is really is happening. It's coming out right now. But that really impacted me because, again, I wasn't doing what I thought I should be doing as a mother, which is looking after my son um, and taking him places. It's half term. You know, the weather was really nice. And I was just bed bound. I was so, so unwell. So I was already on the back foot. And then I thought, right, well, I'm starting to feel better. What what can make me feel better again? Oh, I'll have a glass of wine on the antibiotics. Although, having said that, um, in 34 years, well, since since mum and dad probably stopped giving me antibiotics with the spoon. Remember that yucky? Is it amoxicillin when it tastes like banana? Um, apart from that, I have never, ever finished a whole course of antibiotics. And I can confirm 
I finished the whole course of antibiotics because holy, there's not a chance in hell I wanted to be feeling like that again. No, thank you. So I made a point and I took my last antibiotic. I was like, yes. But it sort of makes me think, well, why have you always found it so difficult to do that anyway? Why can't you just finish your course of antibiotics? Why can't you just pick up your shoes? Why can't you just? And it's because well, I thought I was feeling better. So I thought, okay, well, I've given my body a kickstart, you know, and the body can just pick up from where it left off. It's all right. It's fine. No, 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 no. This is one woman who doesn't mess with medication anymore. Holy. No, we're not doing it. We are respecting the medication. We are respecting the doctors and the psychiatrists. And we're going to be making sure that I don't put myself in that position again. So that in a nutshell, in a nutted shell, is a bit of an update. I feel like you're up to speed now on where I've been with everything. Um, it's been quite a difficult month. Um, a very difficult month, actually. Uh, moving outwards, I'm feeling a lot brighter. I'm feeling a lot more in control. Um, I'm getting things done slowly but surely. Obviously, it's not going to be overnight and all of a sudden everything's back to normal. And wow, like look, look at me now, um, because I don't think that's I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that there's going to be that on off button that I thought or that I hoped that there would be. Um, before when I was really, really at my lowest and I just did not want to be myself anymore. And that was quite a scary time. It was it was a really I've never had thoughts like that before. I've never had thoughts of sort of that deep. I don't want to be me. I can't do this anymore. Whatever this is, I couldn't do it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be in this situation anymore. I didn't want to be me. I wanted a break. I wanted to stop everything stop dead I can't do it I want to get off um and of course you can't you can't you've got to keep going and I very much recognize that you know tomorrow's a new day tomorrow's you know blah, blah. but when you are feeling like that it makes no difference tomorrow's a new day but you're already thinking yeah tomorrow's a new day of exactly the same stuff that I'm bored to tears of having to deal with I can't deal with this anymore I don't want to deal with this I am out you know, and that was that was a very scary sort of train of thought that I had. Um, I had some really, really lovely, supportive messages from people. Afterwards, I was a bit like, cool, all right, Kylie, bloody attention seeking drama queen. I was a bit like, oh, what on earth did you say that for? Why did you have to be so public? And and, you know, it probably was a cry for help. It probably was, you know, a big cry for help and a big like, someone see me, someone see me because I can't I can't do this anymore. You know, and I. It is a lonely, it's a very lonely mindset and it's very lonely, sorry, it's a very lonely place in your own head sometimes because it's only you that's in there and it's only you that can hear you and it's only you that can make the difference. You can listen to a million, you know, manifesting podcasts and, you know, and, and you know, doing wellness and mindfulness and all stuff like that. But when your mind is louder than the external input, uh, obviously you're always going to struggle. Um, I took a call from a friend of mine who she's at the early sort of stages of what well, she's discovered that she probably does have ADHD and, and we were talking earlier and she was just saying, I, I'm so over it. I, I just can't, I'm just so bored of this and it's just constant like Groundhog Day and doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that. But 
I think when you are going through ADHD and, you know, someone says to you, have you thought about maybe this might be the, the reason or this might be something that you can look into? You you do the research and you sort of go, oh, my God, yes, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. And you're like, wow. And it almost it's like someone just opens this door for you. And it's the door that you've been desperately trying to, you know, get the whole time. You're pushing all these different doors and pulling all these books from the shelves, trying to sort of make sure where this trap door is. As soon as someone points out to you, you press the door, it opens and you're like, wow. And it just blows your mind. But that's quite a short lived experience in, in, in my view, because you can press that door, you can you can go through it. You can relate as much as possible to anyone else in, in the world who's saying, oh, I know I'm like this and I do this and da, da, da. And it's amazing how all of the ADHD traits are all the same. So myself, when I was speaking with my friend earlier, it literally went and we it's like we were talking about the same. We were talking about each other. We were the same person. Um, we had the same story. We had the same sort of relationships with people. It was just incredible. But that can only take you so far. After you've gone through and you've recognised, right, okay, I think I really do have ADHD. Uh, the wait list is, you know, astronomically long. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford to go private. And then the medication is like £120 a month for 28 pills. Thank you very much. Um, and that's private. You, you, you find yourself at a stumbling block and you're stuck. You're stuck. You're not going anywhere. That's it. You've got ADHD, you've got the labelling, you've, you've put that on your head and you know that that's, that's, what, that's who you are. That's finally, oh my God, I can see it. And you can identify as that and you can present yourself as that. But that only takes you so far. You still have the same ADHD paralysis, that mental block, that sort of um, the obsessiveness and the manic and the crazy and, and the, the chaos still within your mind. And you're still having to justify to other people why you're like this, but they don't know why you're like this. But you think that you're just making an excuse for being, you know, lazy or unorganised or, um, you know, frantic all the time and just going from one job to the next job to the next job or the one course to the next course or, you know, tasks to tasks or moving house or doing this or doing that. And people are like, well, I just can't keep up with you. So they think that's just you. They think you are just that person that's just who you are um and you can obviously work to correct them but when you are living with someone who is really organized and you know got their shit together and they're very tidy sometimes you find yourself by way of coping and by way of like causing as little sort of acknowledgement to your chaos as possible you try to fit around them and their manner, perhaps, of like living life and organising. So you try to do everything by their way. But to you, it's like learning hieroglyphics. Unless you unless you know how to do that. Or Japanese hieroglyphics. Is that even a thing? No, of course it isn't a thing. But to you, you'd be fluent. Because you know it. Because that is your language. That's how you deal with things. That's how you know what works for you, what doesn't work for you. But if you're living with someone or you're working with people... That's how they do things. They think that's really normal. And you come in and you go, oh, my God. And you can try and try and try and try and do everything their way. But eventually you will start burning out because you're constantly masking your own um, behaviour 
towards someone. You can mask your personality. You can mask, um, you know, conversations with people and pretend to be upbeat and bright. And, hey, this is great. But when it comes down to masking tasks to you, it's absolutely alien. So it doesn't feel normal to you. It doesn't feel right to you. It feels really, oh, my God. But I need to do it because otherwise X, Y and Z. So this is something that we were also talking about. And I think that's where eventually once you do sort of get that acknowledgement, they are there. There are um, ADHD um, counsellors, which really do work to sort of minimise that chaos, minimise that guilt, minimise that need to mask so that you do feel a little bit more comfortable in saying, OK, this is the situation that I'm in at the minute. This is how I'm feeling. Um, do you mind if we talk about it or do you mind if I just really just talk to you really openly? This is what I'm struggling with. And I think that they can really help you not change your mindset, but it can help you take the edge off that sort of emotional trauma of thinking back to once upon a time when someone said to you, well, why can't you just do this? And you're constantly acting in fear of that rejection of thinking, oh God, well, I better not do that because otherwise, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's, it's, it's time now for you to actually be yourself, own it and allow yourself to be who you are um, while giving yourself a great big dollop of forgiveness. I think there's, there's a lot to be said for people who don't have ADHD, who really do work to try and understand and they make those um, allowances and they actually give you that space to go, yeah, do you know what? That's cool. Let's regroup, come back in a bit, and and you know we talk about it. But all you are, all you can ever do is try to be better than before, and all that is is you giving yourself forgiveness and allowing yourself to try and be better than before, while not trying to throw something to a wall and hoping that it sticks. You know that phrase that I'm talking about, because all the way through my life, I feel like I've just been constantly splattering, 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 just hoping at some point that something might stick and then it works. And I can be that person. There are so many different elements to, end, to you know, even a non-neurodivergent person that for us who are next level, honestly, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy to be us. And it's not easy to be having to explain and justify and ask for someone to understand us. If they don't understand us, that's fine. But you don't have to constantly try and ask for someone to understand you. If they don't, thank you very much. I, you know, I appreciate you trying, but I need to go over here and really focus on myself and focus on people that do understand me. If only just for a moment, you know, so that would be the counsellors, the close family and friends, the, the people who, you know, perhaps I've, I've got this little group on, on Facebook at the minute, which is just, you know, a handful of people who responded to um, a post that I did when I was right at the start of my um, ADHD journey. Um, and they've gone, oh, my God, I, you know, I can relate to that. Oh, my God, that sounds the same as me. S stick with those people because they are the people who match your normal. You are normal. You're absolutely normal. You are normal for you. And who's anyone else to say that you are not normal? Who? No one. Because they're not normal to you. If all these other people, these non-neurodivergent, well, that's not normal to you. So maybe they're not normal. Do you know what I mean? So I suppose my, my message to myself, because of course I need to just keep going forward as much as I'm finding myself go backwards sometimes, um, is actually... 
acknowledge and recognize that this is a long process. I've spent 34, although we say I'm 27, 34 long years of life um, going through this, coping as best as I can, thinking that this was just me. I didn't know that this wasn't how I had to be. So there's been a lot of, um, you know, pent up frustrations, anxiety, injustice, you know, that's a massive thing, I think, um, that actually does get overlooked with, with the ADHD. It's an injustice that we've always had to be masking, you know, in, in, in order to be liked or to be socially accepted or to be, you know, getting through life as best as we can while not trying to cause anyone else any trouble or troubled drama or troubled lives or whatever. But it's one thing to be like that but it's also a very other a very other thing it's also another thing um to be very much aware of that so if you can then turn it back round and say actually i can acknowledge now that is how i once was that's how i dealt with things i probably am still programmed to deal with situations like that because when i dealt with it i self-soothed i um made allowances for myself or I put on this this coat of armour and the shield and I try to be like getting through it as best as I can. You don't have to do that anymore. And you really don't have to do that anymore. It doesn't have to be like that forevermore. It takes a long while to get diagnosed. It takes a long while to be um, sort of recognised as someone that has ADHD, whether it be through um, sort of work communications um, or whether you go down the, the disability route or whether you just sort of want to just say to someone, yep, do you know what, I've got ADHD. You know, when you put it on like these uh, job application forms, any other mental disabilities or disorders, um, I used to be like, oh God, no, I hope not, you know. But that's who I am now. That's exactly who I am now. And the empathy part of having ADHD is, for me, what I would like to... Oh, I find it really sort of like a bit... Ugh. I find it a bit gross. My superpower! Hiya! I find it a little bit like... Ugh. Um, but for the minute, I'm going to roll with it. That is my superpower. I can relate to people. I can understand people like their emotions from their inner being. I can almost preempt how someone is feeling or how a situation would make them feel. I can use my emotional memory and my emotional intelligence to make that connection with someone and try and allow them to, to be open with me and give them that sort of safe space. So for me, that is all I'm going to be able to capital on, actually, because I can't think of another benefit ADHD has to me at the minute apart from that emotional intelligence. I still can't watch programmes. Oh, my God. I tried to watch that Me and You on ITV at the minute. No. 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 No, no. 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 No, no. No. Don't. Don't do it. If you've got ADHD and you are highly emotionally dysregulated, oh, my God. No. I tried to watch it again. So I watched it all the way through, and I was, like, beside myself. And then I, I watched it again with Jen while she was round and I'd turn it off because it just, I felt like I was that person who was going through that situation. I could feel it. I could hear it in his face. I could hear it in his thoughts, in his, bit. nope, no, 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 no. So I avoid putting myself in situations like that because I don't like feeling that big bubble of emotion because I can't regulate it. I often, when I get, look, 
I can I can feel myself getting all funny about it now, just remembering the emotions. So I need to really sort of like try and regroup. So this is why I always try and turn it off. <laughs> I go, no, no, we're not talking about it. I can't talk about adverts that I've seen in the past. Um, the Boots Christmas advert. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. But she gives her nan a necklace and she says, I love you. And it's just awful. It's horrendous. I can't deal with it. But they're also like really nice moments as well. And I just think, no, 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 no. But I think because when I get that emotional, it takes me back to a time when I was emotionally dysregulating but didn't know how to regulate that has carried on with me throughout life um so i almost have to see i can't so i almost have to stop myself from i have to See, how can I go from one minute talking girlfriend finger clicking hair swish to this? You see what I mean? It's just awful. So we can't talk about anything sad. Because it induces in me. I, I, I get so upset and I feel it so intensely that it sparks off a panic attack. And, um, and it's, it's, it's terrifying. It's really scary because the more I keep remembering and the more I keep emotionally relating to a situation that I've never even been part of I've never been in a situation like me and you I've you know lucky 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 me I've never been in that situation but it takes me it takes me into that situation like I'm that person I'm that character so oh my god So I find it hard to to not relate to people. I find it hard to not be empathetic to them. But at the same time, that is my superpower because people, I feel so, so lucky that I've been able to tell sort of my story, as it were, and people have been able to reach out to me and say, Kai, what on earth's going on? This is how I feel. I'm like this. So I've been able to relate to them by giving them my side and my experience so far to date um, by sort of signposting them to this and do this and try this and speak to this person. Um, I know a friend of mine, she's actually using the same psychiatrist as myself. I don't think she's medicated at the moment, um, but, you know, we've been discussing that, you know. So it's it's really good to have that connection with someone while you're not still sort of preaching at them you're actually just going through it with them you know no one's full steam ahead and no one's that way everyone's got their own journey with it but it is amazing how every single person I know with ADHD has exactly the same mental traits uh, and I mean mental and I mean mental um, and it's just so funny how we can sort of talk to each other and go oh my god this is exactly the same as me and you don't feel so alone because it isn't it isn't something to shy away from anymore. It's almost becoming the new normal. It's actually weird if you don't have ADHD. It's almost weird if you don't have bipolar, if you don't have autism, if you don't have borderline personality disorder. It's almost weird if you don't. So come and join the club and um, 
I'll save you a seat next to me. And uh, yeah, if there is anyone that needs to uh, sort of talk or wants to have any signposting to any other charities or any other, um, so my, my psychiatrist perhaps, or just wanting to know that there's someone out there that, that gets it and that you're not on your own, please, by all means, drop me a message. I'm very, very much open and, you know, no one's a stranger. You don't have to be standing on ceremony with me. Um, I'd like to think that you probably get a vibe of me now. Um, no holds barred and, you know, everyone could just be whoever they want to be. And I think that's, that's bloody about time as well. Um, I'm going to sign off now before I actually cry anymore because we don't want that. We don't need that anymore. Um, thank you very much for listening to me rabbit on about my past few weeks experience in navigating my way through ADHD. Uh, my name is Kylie Rea. I will be joined uh, next time uh, by a very special guest. I will be announcing these very, very shortly. Um, but let's just say I've got a very busy week next week. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Kylie Rea. You have been listening to the... <coughs> Excuse me. You have been listening to the Living the Life of Kylie podcast and Eclectic Mix. And that is all for now. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.